our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hello and welcome to another edition of Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Uh, great to have you for another week. Um, got a lot going on. Playoffs, NFL, WNBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. Um, so we're moving swiftly along um, as seasons are, are coming to those playoffs now. Um, obviously the NBA's and the NHL been there for a while uh, in their bubbles, but we'll uh, we'll catch up with them in just a second. Uh, just a big shout out to Fanatics, uh, who our partners on the podcast. Uh, remember and click the link on our social media pages. Uh, we now have a, an Instagram as well, ATP Sports Pod. Uh, so you can uh, click on the Fanatics link on there. Uh, also uh, on Facebook and at Twitter uh, at ATP Sports Pod as well. Uh, so remember and, and click on that. Uh, had some feedback for the show. Um, my name's not Chad Scott, it's James Scott, but um, thanks for that um, feedback. Um, and also apologies if at times my accent comes across American. Um, it's certainly not um, to offend anyone. Um, it's just obviously something my accent does, and I've not even noticed it until someone pointed it out. Uh, but thanks so much for that. Uh, the podcast is, however, doing really well. Um, in terms of uh, how we're performing, um, we're getting lots of listeners from around the world. Um, America is obviously a big one, as is the UK. Uh, but we're also getting listened to in Ireland, Canada, Nigeria, Philippines, India, all these places, all across Europe as well. Um, seem to be pretty big in Utah and California, um, probably for, for good reason. There's a lot of family and friends there. Um, I have no family and friends in Virginia, but I seem to be really popular there. So thanks to everyone in Virginia uh, who lists in, um, and obviously big in the UK. However, bigger in England than I am in Scotland, which uh, I'm not too sure what that says. Uh, but nah, massive uh, thanks to everyone that listens and supports the podcast. And like I say, click on the Fanatics link as well uh, whenever you're shopping uh, for your sports gear. Okay, so let's start off with the NBA first of all. Uh, it's been a couple of busy days, uh, especially after the... Uh, boycott of games that happened last week. We'll get on to that later. Over the weekend, uh, some games started happening. Uh, we'll start off on Monday. Uh, the Miami Heat took out the Milwaukee Bucks, 115-104. to It's quite a significant win uh, for uh, Miami. Uh, they they were really on fire uh, throughout the game. Uh, they really didn't give up much. Uh, defensively, in the first quarter, they weren't great. Uh, but Eric Spolstra really got them in line uh, for the remainder of that game. Uh, on Because offensively, they, they did well in the first quarter. They still managed to score 29 points against Milwaukee's 40. Uh, but defensively, they held Milwaukee back uh, for the remaining three quarters, which is what won them the game. Uh, so Milwaukee only managed 23 points in both the second and third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, they only managed 18 points, which is quite significant when you've got the best offensive player in the league, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, playing 
against you. Uh, that, that's quite substantial. We did see a similar thing in round one you know, with Milwaukee taking on Orlando. Or Milwaukee seemed to take a, a game to get into the series. So game two is going to be interesting to, to see. Uh, I think Miami have a lot more to give uh, than maybe Orlando did uh, in terms of offense and defense. Uh, but I, I really think that that series uh, isn't going to be 4-1. I reckon that could go all the way to the wire. Uh, Jimmy Butler in that game, uh, 40 points, shooting 65% from the field. He was on fire. Goran Dragic, I mean, he's... he's old man now, uh, I remember him uh, when he came into the league a long time back but uh, he scored 27 points, he was 60% from the field, so when you've got two players with high volume shots and they're hitting these high volume shots it's going to make a huge difference uh, and it really showed uh, Bam uh, Adebayo 12 points, pretty reasonable for him, but 17 rebounds, that is massive uh, that is really huge, uh, especially when you consider that um, Giannis managed 10, um, Pat Connington managed 6, but you look at the big guys, um, Brooke Lopez won. Uh, that's that's not going to be great for him uh, coming out of that, especially when you've got Pat Connington who gets 6, uh, who is a, a forward effectively. Um, Brooke Lopez uh, did manage 24 points. Chris Middleton uh, finished with 28 their shooting percentage was 50% each, uh, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, it was a, a slow day for Giannis. He scored 18 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. So he's, he's still showing that he can pass the ball at 50% from the field as well. Um, but I think Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, uh, really just outshone them uh, in that game. So it'll be interesting to, to see what will what we'll move along from there. Uh, also on Monday, uh, we had... Uh, back going back to the first round in the Western Conference, uh, we had uh, the Houston Rockets taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was a, a very very close game, um, one hundred four to one hundred to Oklahoma, which tied the series at three apiece. So uh, we're expecting um, a very hotly contested uh, game seven. Uh, it, it was so tight all the way through. Um, each quarter there was only a couple of points in it uh, between the teams. Uh, going either way, um, big numbers uh, coming out for Chris Paul. You know he's he's another player that's is aging, uh, aging gracefully apparently in Oklahoma. Uh, he scored twenty eight points, fifty percent from the field. Uh, Daniel Gallinari, another player uh, who is um, aging but aging with grace, twenty five points, fifty two uh, percent from the field. And they did seem to have a lot of contributions. Stephen Adams, 14 rebounds. I really do wish they would go to him more because uh, I think they would get more contribution on offense from him um, if they got the ball inside to him, especially against Houston because I don't think many players on that Houston side could really deal with his size inside. He only scored six points in this game. Uh, Shea Gell, just Alexander, uh, didn't have a great game. He played 39 minutes, managed 10 points, six assists. A couple of rebounds. I, I'm expecting more from him, um, especially um, as he's a young player um, and he's underneath Chris Paul. Uh, he's got Chris Paul working with him, so I really hope that he can come on. I think he's a great talent uh, moving forward. Uh, Houston, well, they have a problem. Um, they are uh, it's three, it's tied the series at three three. Uh, James Harden obviously scored thirty two points. Uh, he always puts up big numbers. Um, that goes without saying. Still a lot of assists as well, so he is showing that he can pass the ball. Uh, Russell Westbrook, who's obviously not long back from injury, 17 points, uh, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, his assists aren't that great. Uh, field goal percentage, 53, uh, which is pretty good. Um, big guy Robert Covington, who, who's playing really at centre just now. And this is why I'm saying that I think Oklahoma need to go and attack Adams and get Adams inside because I don't think Covington can really deal with him. Uh, he tries his best, but the times that they do go down to Adams, it, it works. Um, so I'm really hoping that Game 7, they maybe exploit that a bit more. Uh, Covington uh, isn't big enough. I mean, Adams is probably the biggest player in the league. Um, he's just got such wide shoulders, and he really is does give teams a problem. 
So hoping that they go to him more. Uh, Jeff Green, uh, three points, seven rebounds. He shot 20% from the field. Not not a great outing from him. Uh, Austin Rivers only managed 10, uh, 11 minutes. Uh, unusual, I, I thought. He's probably worth a bit more, but then... Russell Westbrook just be back from injury. You really would be expecting uh, him to play a bit more, give Russell a bit more of a rest. But it was a close game, so um, I guess Derek uh, D'Antoni was uh, wanting to make sure that he had his best team out there. So we'll have to see how Game 7 goes. Uh, that Game 7 uh, will happen on Wednesday. Um, against Houston. Um, if you're in the UK, it's on Sky Sports Arena. Although it is on at 2am. Uh, so you might want to have a nap before you watch that one. Uh, but it is one to watch. That night as well um, will be game two of Miami Heat at Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so that I think will be interesting just to see how Milwaukee can handle that loss. Now last night was a <clears throat> a, a good night for Boston. Uh, they played game two of their second round series against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the first game w- was a blowout. Uh, 112 to 94 uh, to Boston. Uh, they really kept um, Toronto out of the game. Uh, d- defensively, um, I did think Toronto had done a good job, but they really had a, a fourth quarter kind of lapse, I think. Um, but moving on to, to last night's game, uh, they weren't really um, in it at the end. It just it was thirty two to twenty one in the fourth quarter to Boston, uh, gave Boston that three point lead. So yeah, well, Toronto were up, but yeah they lost that lead. Um, Jason Tatum had an absolute outstanding game. Uh, played forty two minutes, scoring thirty four points, eight rebounds, six assists, uh, shooting forty seven percent from the field. Marcus Smart, who I would always say is a defense guy, he managed nineteen points. Um, which is outstanding for him, 46% from the field. Um, Kemba Walker, 17 points off the back of 38 minutes. It's pretty decent. I'd like to see his assist numbers up a bit. He's got four assists. Um, definitely think he can he can get that up. Uh, Jalen Brown, 16 points, eight rebounds from him. Uh, the percentage in shooting is kind of dropping off a little bit as you go down this list. Um, but uh, Daniel Tice... Defensively did a lot. He got nine rebounds. Uh, offense, he's not really offering a lot. However, in terms of Ennis Cantor, who played a lot in the last series, I think Ennis Cantor really struggles against this Toronto offense. So um, Daniel Tess is probably the guy to, to go to at the moment. Uh, <clears throat> one of the tough, tough losses uh, for me last night uh, was the Utah Jets. My team, um, we were up. This, we were up in the series three games to one. Uh, it was looking good, looking comfortable. Mitchell was hitting 50 points a game. Uh, even when we lost, he hit 57. Uh, just wasn't wasn't to be. Um, there was a, a really nice embrace at, at the end of the game between Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell, who I feel are really two players that are the future of this league. Uh, they, the game finished 80 to 78. So defensively, I mean, this was a big defence game. Uh, defence definitely won the day. Uh, the Denver Nuggets were just better at it. Um, the first quarter uh, was pretty tight, uh, but then the second quarter um, was kind of blown out, um, 24-15 to Denver. It went the other way in the third quarter, uh, but then uh, the Jazz just couldn't hold enough um, in the fourth uh, they had a, a lead, a 15-point lead at one point going in uh, at the third quarter, but just couldn't hold on to it. So uh, it was it was sad to see the Jazz go out. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was exceptionally emotional uh, about it. He, he, he said after the game that he was in total shock. Um, I think when you're up three games to one, you've got all those chances to win. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it was a hard one. Uh, to swallow, especially for myself when I woke up this morning, went to watch the game and I seen the game unfold, uh, I didn't watch it live, uh, sadly um, it was a one thirty am tip, uh, so it wasn't going to be one I was going <laughs> to stay up for uh, Mitchell didn't didn't really have as high a game 
uh, as he's had previously. Uh, 22 points, 9 rebounds. I think the rebounds are quite substantial, given he's only 6'3". Royce O'Neal, Mike Connolly, Joe Ingles. I mean, they're all starters. Not one of them in double figures for points. Uh, That's going to have to change. Mike Connolly was brought in to be the point guard to give Donovan Mitchell a bit more freedom. Uh, Mike Connolly was there as a shooting option. That he shot 15% last night, which is horrendous. Joe Ingles is definitely a rhythm guy. So if he gets in a, a good rhythm in a game, he will score for fun. Sometimes, though, it is trying to get him into that rhythm uh, to see if that actually happens. But um didn't happen last night. Uh, Rudy Gobert actually had a great game. Uh, he scored 19 points, 18 rebounds. He was shooting 61%. Obviously, his shots are a lot closer than everyone else's. He doesn't stand out and shoot threes. Uh, Jordan Clarkson off the bench, 10 points. I really would have expected a bit more from production from him as well. Um, but they're still going to guys like Georges Niang, um, Juwan Morgan. I think the depth on the Jazz just isn't there at the moment. And I think the Nuggets just had more to offer. Uh, in the end, so it was a, a bit of a sad loss. Denver did well. Jamal Murray didn't score fifty points either. Um, although he's done this in the series twice, uh, he scored seventeen points. Um, he was only thirty three percent for the field, so I mean he didn't have a great game. Uh, but Nikolai Jokic did. Uh, the Joker scored thirty points, fourteen rebounds. Um, it was fifty two percent from the field, so he had a great game. Um, Paul Millsap again, a power forward that. You would have expected with his experience to be really boss in this series. And he's just never been in this series at all. It's going to be interesting to see what Mike Malone does with Paul Millsap moving forward. Does he bring in Michael Porter Jr. more? And Millsap maybe takes a drop to the bench. Uh, that's certainly something that could happen. Uh, Gary Harris uh, played 26 minutes. He's obviously coming back uh, from injury. So uh, he scored four points, two rebounds. So getting him back into the the second round of the, the playoffs is going to be uh, important for him. Uh, but it's it's all go. Um, so I, as I say, I am gutted. The Utah Jazz are out of the playoffs this year. Uh, but we don't have to wait very long uh, for the next um, NBA season once this one's finished. So um, I think it's due to start in December. I think they're going to have like a six-week layoff. Uh, until the start of the new season, because they would usually be starting the season end of October. Uh, well, in fact, recent years, the middle of October, because uh, they wanted to extend the season slightly, because 82 games is, is a lot to get in uh, in six months. So it does look as though the, the season will start December, um, potentially January. Um, I think even if they go for like a Christmas Day bumper and they have everyone playing like an opening day on Christmas Day, something like that would be quite good. Um, especially for us in the UK because they'll probably start games about midday uh, in the UK and great for everyone in the US because you've just got basketball wall-to-wall on Christmas. One last part on the playoffs. Um, series that just finished, uh, Dallas uh, LA Clippers. One bit that <laughs> was interesting in that is Luka Doncic is effectively the future of the NBA along with Giannis uh, once LeBron hangs up his boots. Uh, Luka Doncic managed to get his team into the playoffs. Uh, it was a good job by him. Um, he did massively well. Uh, the LA Clippers maybe didn't appreciate that so much, especially Marcus Morris, um, who hit his knee in one game. Uh, and then in the final game of the series, um, he was ejected. Uh, for a flagrant two. Now, a flagrant two is basically when you've used excessive force uh, in order to try and get the ball or block someone or whatever that might be. And the excessive force was that he had wound up his arm and took in a swing to try and get the ball, although the referees didn't think he tried to get the ball at all. They just went with the excessive swing and the follow-through. So he was ejected from that game. Um, His teammates on the Clippers uh, have come out and said... Keep it up. Um, they love the, the fight that Morris has. He is a fighter. He's always been like this. Uh, why he's decided to to try and take this out on Luka Doncic, I don't know. Not a wise move, uh, I think, for for the years coming. Uh, because I think Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, uh, very much like the Dallas Mavericks um, uh, under Dirk and Nowitzki, 
I think they're going to have a, a long run in the playoffs for the fu- for the foreseeable future. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how the Clippers kind of react to Denver because I can't really see who Marcus Morris is going to rough up in that game because I reckon Nikola Jokic won't be too happy about one of his teammates being roughed up. Uh, so that game could get those games could be a bit testy in that series. Um, that series starts on Thursday. Uh, 2 a.m. In, in the UK, uh, so about about eight o'clock Eastern time uh, in the US. So it's a good series to watch. Actually, I think it'll be a really interesting series. I think much like the Jazz Nuggets, I think that series is probably going to be the series of the second round um, moving forward. Um, the last thing to touch on with the NBA, um, obviously, last week I spoke I spoke a lot uh, about. Um, the boycott that was going on, it was kind of breaking as as I was recording the, the podcast. Uh, so I didn't get all the news in um, and what was going on. So one thing that I was really, really impressed with uh, was the NBA stopped playing. The WNBA then followed suit. Then slightly Major League Baseball followed. Um, they did have some games on. I think the Oakland A's played uh, and I think the Toronto Blue Jays also played that night. However, there the night after they didn't play. Uh, I think if the NFL had been in season, they wouldn't have played. Given that they cancelled practices uh, the next day, uh, those practices are usually opened up to the media and stuff as well at certain times. Um, but they just decided to shut down practices altogether, uh, so there was no practice for them. So it was a it was a very big concerted effort by all of the major sports leagues. Um, to bring attention to the issues uh, that happened the Sunday before um, with Jacob Blake. I think it went well, I have to say. Um, The NBA players got what they wanted um, out of it. They got, it it was a national story. I mean, when there's no sports. It was a national story when coronavirus hit and they started shutting down leagues. It was a national story. When the players did this last week, it was national news. What I found interesting is at the same time as the players were doing this, uh, the Republican convention was on. Uh, I, I've got, I'm not, I don't see viewing figures or anything like that, but it'd be interesting to see if people turned away from the Republican convention to watch what was going on live on the news um, in terms of sports leagues closing down. Because there was talk at one point, the Lakers and the Clippers had discussed boycotting the rest of the season and just calling it a day and going home. Um, the players did all have a vote. Uh, they were in some kind of big ballroom in one of the hotels that they're in in the bubble. Uh, they had players, coaches, support staff. They had a big discussion. Everyone kind of aired their views. Uh, apparently it was quite... Uh, it got quite fraught at times. Um, I think a lot of people weren't happy with how Milwaukee went about. They were happy that Milwaukee did it, but just not the way they went about it. Um, they basically just didn't turn up on the floor and the Orlando Magic did. Whereas I think the Orlando Magic would have been like, well, hang on, you could have let us know first. Uh, so there was that. Uh, but otherwise, the players voted and voted to to keep the season going, um, which was good. I think it was good for sport as well. I think they have to have these social justice messages and play because if they don't play, then the social message. Uh, social justice messages don't get out uh, because they're not on TV and I don't think news crews are going to follow them around whatever city they're in uh, just because they're there Um, especially if you're somebody that's maybe a role player on a team whereas if you're a role player on a team just now uh, like uh, Lou Williams or Pat Beverly, uh, the Clippers it's much more beneficial for you to be in the bubble in my opinion Um, other people see it other ways uh, but I, I think it was a very concerted effort by all the leagues last week and they all made statements. Uh, they all made sense to me, uh, maybe not to all. Uh, I did see some backlash on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, why are these guys getting involved in politics? You're paid to dribble. You're paid to, to hit a ball. Uh, you're paid to hit a puck and a net. For me, those people, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion like everyone else is. However, um, You've got to surely see the message that they were trying to get out. Uh, one big thing that the 
NBA players got out of this, um, and it was a big thing, is uh, I think was LeBron James and the LA Dodgers had agreed that the Dodgers would open up their stadium um, on November 3rd uh, for... Um, to basically for Dodger Stadium to be a, a voting centre. So people could go and vote. Uh, one thing that the NBA players asked for was that the owners of the NBA teams would open up their stadiums and work with local authorities in those cities to open up stadiums so people could go in and vote. Um, the Utah Jazz quickly followed suit. and Vivint Smart Home Arena will be open to vote. Uh, the Miller family, who own uh, the Utah Jazz... Uh, they have not only just opened up Vivint Smart Home Arena, uh, they also own a cinema chain. Uh, they're going to open up uh, some of those cinemas uh, as well uh, to be uh, polling stations. So it is something that has to be worked out with local authorities. I don't know the ins and outs of the inner workings of it. Uh, so some teams might take a bit longer, uh, but I think it's certainly a, a step in the right direction. And the big emphasis just now in America is that people do go out and vote. Um, so that's it's quite a good news story uh, to end with uh, with the NBA. There has been a lot going on, so uh, but yeah, I, I think we've got an exciting prospect of playoffs um, in the second round. I think it's going to be a cracking end uh, to the season, um, and we'll continue to follow it for you. Thanks again for downloading this week's episode and having a listen. Um, you can support uh, Across the Pond Sports Podcast every time you shop for fan gear or collectibles at Fanatics. Um, we have a link on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. Uh, just click the link, um, then shop as planned. Um, we'll get a commission on the sale and that'll help us a ton. Uh, and next time uh, you're going to shop um, at Fanatics, make sure you click that link first of all and it really does support our podcast. Um, I am hopefully going to have uh, some kind of offer um, with a, a code for you guys. Uh, so when you go to checkout, uh, you'll be able to punch that in as well. Um, and then you'll get a discount as well. It's something that is in the works and will be with us very soon. But thanks so much for listening. Right, with the NFL season almost upon us, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were given their uh, championship Super Bowl rings uh, this week. Uh, they received that on Tuesday. Um, if you go onto Twitter and you go onto Kansas City Chiefs' um, Twitter page, you can see a picture um, of the rings in question. They're pretty nice. Um, they've got their own names on them uh, as well, which uh, looks pretty pretty nice. Uh, probably wouldn't want to wear it out too often, I'd imagine. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're pretty sweet. Uh, it was a nice uh, kind of ceremony they had inside the stadium uh, in the ground. Uh, very kind of simple, obviously, given COVID and so forth. Uh, usually there'd be a big ruckus about it and, you know, lots of people watching. Sadly, with the times we're in at the moment, they weren't able to do that. Um, Andy Reid's been the head coach, um, has been angling for a Super Bowl for for a long time uh, he finally has a team that has done that uh, and it probably looks as though they can probably do it for future years coming um patrick mahomes uh, didn't miss the chance to announce his engagement uh yep he got engaged so um he decided to announce this uh, during the uh, the kind of ceremony if you like um so he's getting married to Brittany lynn um, so congratulations to Patrick and Brittany. Uh, so that's uh, her ring. Uh, she got one too. So uh, well done by her. Uh, some other news, uh, some puzzling news, if you like. Um, I don't usually cover sports games. Uh, however, uh, this one kind of caught my eye. Uh, Madden 21 came out this year, um, or just on Friday there. Uh, yeah. It's not not gone down well uh, at all. Now I've heard rumblings in the past that people aren't big fans of the games. It's a bit clunky and and, and so forth. I have played Madden games um, since I was a young lad, uh, but this one really has bombed big time. Uh, the game was released on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, PC, uh, and it's it's been given so far a rating of six out of ten. Um, which isn't isn't great. Twitter users as well 
um, went to town on EA Sports, who produced the game uh, for the NFL. Uh, <laughs> read a couple of them out to you. Uh, so one said, I hope that at NFL will one day demand a better product from EA. Uh, that was from at TJ Lang 70. Uh, another guy, here we go, uh, at Ballgaming 101. Dear at NFL, end the monopoly with EA and give us NFL 2K, NFL Game Day, NFL QB Club, and he goes on uh, and lists uh, a couple of other suggestions. And he ends with uh, sincerely a huge fan base uh, that is done with EA. Because uh, obviously the NFL must make a, a mint of the rights to selling that game so that EA can make it. So yeah, you would hope that after so long, these games would get better, especially with new technologies coming out and you've got the new Xbox and the new PlayStation coming out at the end of the year. You'd really hope that they would uh, get this sorted out. It is pretty clunky. Um, even when you look at some of the screenshots that people have put on Twitter and stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, so let's move on away from sports games and move on to something maybe a little bit even more crazier. Um, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, um, formerly of the Washington football team, um, who has said, if I die, I die. And that is in relation um, to how he feels about coronavirus. Uh, basically, he said that it was survival of the fittest. Um that's his personal view, uh, and if I die, I die. Uh, were those uh, were her his comments? Now, um, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback said during a recent podcast um, that he did on Spotify um, for the Ringer. It's called Ten Questions with Kyle Brandt. Uh, he that's what he basically said. I kind of he's he's kind of at peace with it. He's not he's not doesn't seem to be worried uh, by COVID nineteen. Now. Yeah, that's great. He's not worried, but that's probably not what you want to put out um, to to a fan base that wants to go and watch football. Um, we've seen in baseball where fans have turned up outside stadiums and cheered for their team outside the stadium, um, which is is fine. And apparently they were the Philadelphia team, and apparently it was all socially distanced and everything else. And and some fans just wanted to show the team some support. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but foot, football's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, football is a ruckus uh, of a crowd, and it's probably not the best thing he could have said, um, especially moving into a season where there's probably not going to be fans at a lot of stadiums for a while. Um, it could be potentially the first ever Super Bowl that doesn't have fans, uh, and that comes in February, which is a while away, so a lot can change between now and then. However, the way that countries are going, countries that have come out of lockdown and stuff are, are now starting to lock things down again, um, and here in Scotland... We've had a city up north, Aberdeen, that got closed back down. Uh, and then just yesterday, uh, in Glasgow, which is Scotland's biggest city, uh, that is now going back into lockdown as well. So it's more localised. Um, it's not countrywide, but we have seen it across the UK. Um, it, it's And it's potentially going to have to happen in the US a lot more. Uh, we'll just have to hope that that isn't the case. Um, because everyone wants their sports back at the end of the day. Um, but I, I just don't think this kind of comment kind of helps. I know that the podcasting question is, you know, it's, it's a bit of fun, it's a bit of a joke, a bit of a, a lark around. But at the same time, people will listen to that and think, well, hang on a minute. If he says it, then surely it's fine. So hopefully that that's not the case. Um, we are going to have a preview next week. Um, I'm going to bring it out probably Wednesday um, or even uh, Thursday afternoon uh, before uh, the Kansas City uh, game uh, and we're going to have a, a big kind of preview to the football season um, try and keep it under an hour uh, it's a big league there's a lot of teams to cover um, so we'll probably go by divisions and check that out and then obviously I think what we'll do is uh, a new segment um, that I'm thinking of bringing in where we go through the, the fixtures of the week 
uh, and we kind of guess the lines. I'll probably have a, a guest on for that um, so we can guess what the score is going to be, uh, have a, a bit of fun with that. And talking about fun, we do have our fantasy football draft this Sunday. So this is the Across the Pond fantasy draft, um, and that is this Sunday. Um, so I was thinking of trying to stream it online. Not sure how I was going to do that, but we'll see see how it goes. Uh, but it'll be absolutely fine. Uh, but we'll, we'll give some updates on, on how the fantasy draft and the fantasy league as the season goes on. Um, we'll give some updates on that and uh, get everyone involved in that. And then hopefully we can branch out next season as well. All right, then. So we'll quickly touch on the NHL playoffs that have been going on. Um, it's been getting quite interesting. I've managed to catch one or two games uh, throughout this. There's just far too much sport on just now between baseball, basketball, uh, turn of the NFL uh, and ice hockey and WNBA. There's just so much. Uh, so I managed to have a, a look at some scores and see see what's been going on. Uh, so they're in, they're in their second round at the moment. Now, there is one team already through uh, to the conference finals. Uh, that's the Tampa Bay Lightning. They put out the Boston Bruins. Uh, they put, put them out quite convincingly as well. Uh, four games to one. Now, the other series uh, that are going on uh, in the East are the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and New York Islanders. Uh, that one at the moment is 3-2 uh, to the Islanders. Uh, the last game, game five, went to overtime uh, where the Philadelphia Flyers won 4-3. So, uh, Philadelphia... Are, are hanging in there. Um, obviously, it was three one beforehand, so they are really hanging in, trying to stay alive in the playoffs. Um, out west, um, Vegas were the first team through to the second round. However, they are now struggling against the Vancouver team, uh, Vancouver Canucks. The Golden Knights are leading three games to two uh, as we speak. Uh, they're going into game six. Uh, it's it's going to be a tight one. It has to be said. Um, all the games have been pretty tight. Two one five three. There's only been two shutouts. Um, both by Vegas though. Five uh, nil and three nil in games one and three. Um, but Vancouver just don't seem to want to give this up. Uh, they were three uh, one down. Uh, they came back in the last game uh, to win two one game five. Uh, so they're really. Um, flying um trying to get back into this series uh, so good luck to them uh, another team that did work well in in the first round uh, was the Dallas Stars uh, they started off this series winning the first two games uh, lost one to to Colorado uh, won game four uh, but lost game five uh, so it's again it's it's a, a series this one that has been going back and forth uh, there's not been a big comeback from Colorado it's just each game it's been taken at a time. Um, Dallas were just good enough to, to take a two-game lead. That's what gave them that, that kind of cushion. They go into game six uh, tonight, actually. Um, so that'll be quite a good one to watch because uh, those games have been uh, dramatically close. 5-3, uh, 5-2. Um, so the, the, the last one was 6-3. That's the biggest margin uh, between the teams uh, thus far. And that was Colorado that won that. So Colorado could potentially make this uh, 3-3 and them have to go to a game seven, uh, which would be uh, very interesting indeed. Uh, we'll have to see how that all pans out. But the, the NHL playoffs are moving along. haven't forgotten about them. Uh, it is just simply, there is just so much sports to cover just now. Um, hopefully, once everything kind of gets back to normal next year, I'm hoping, um, seasons play when they should play uh, so you've not got like the NBA and NHL playoffs going at the same time as baseball and American football and uh, WNBA uh, things should be a bit more spread out but uh, playoffs are, are moving along nicely though uh, to, towards the Stanley Cup uh, interested to see what you guys think who, who could potentially win uh, the Golden Knights have been tremendous in that first round but slowed down in the second by Vancouver Tampa Bay first team through but beat out the Boston Bruins, who had done well in the first round as well. So I would just have to wait and see how this all plays out. Um, so um, let's uh, keep abreast of the situation. Mm-hmm. 
So the WNBA is driving forward towards the playoffs. Uh, that will be set in a couple of weeks. A couple of teams, uh, a few teams actually, have already made it to those playoffs. Uh, we mentioned last week Seattle and Las Vegas. They have made it. Uh, they have now been joined by three other teams. The LA Sparks, Minnesota Lynx and Chicago Sky. Uh, so well done to them. Uh, so there's a couple more spots up for grabs. Um, looks like Phoenix will probably grab one of those spots as well. Um, but yeah, the, the WNBA is, is moving on nice and swiftly. They were obviously affected last week uh, by the decision by the NBA uh, to boycott games. The WNBA followed suit uh, and decided to do the same also. It uh, didn't turn up uh, and that was something that they chose to do themselves as well. Um, something a lot of leagues did. Uh, one of the owners, the Atlanta Dream owner, uh, she had a few things to say uh, about that. Um, she's obviously been at odds with her team, not even just the WNBA, but her own team that she owns. Uh, the players don't like her. They turned up uh, about a month ago um, in T-shirts supporting her opponent uh, in an upcoming election, uh, which was... Uh, Mental. I um, don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. Uh, the WNBA has been great to watch, though. I have watched a number of games this season, probably more than any other season, and it has been good to watch. Um, it's been fast paced. It's. I think the game has pace has certainly picked up uh, in the last couple of years, um, and it is looking really good. Um, but uh, Kelly Loeffler um, was very disappointed um, in the decision that the league took. Um, she decided that she wanted to speak out because. She has a small business and that league-wide decision impacted her business, her small business. Now, the WNBA isn't the NBA, isn't the NFL or even Major League Baseball. But to compare it to a small business, I think you're selling yourself short. Um, the WNBA is a massive product um, and it's sold around the world. Um, girls especially uh, for who follow the WNBA do it around the world, just like the NBA. So to say that it's a small business um, and that league-wide decisions impacted her small business, it was just disrespectful. I think she's, it's almost as if she's trying to dig herself a bigger hole um, to, to get herself kicked out of the WNBA. Um, back in 2014, uh, I think I previously mentioned Donald Sterling was banished from the NBA um, after making racist remarks. Now, Loeffler hasn't gone that route she hasn't made any racist remarks that we know about um, but she has vehemently gone against the league at every turn uh, when it's come to social justice um, now say what you like about her um, she obviously is popular enough to run for a senate seat um, she's running against uh, Douglas Collins at the moment um, and she is very very much supportive of Donald Trump so whether she's doing this to put herself in good favour with Donald Trump I don't know I don't know if they have that good a relationship uh, however I don't think that really matters because at the end of the day she is a big girl who owns a WNBA team or 49% of it, or 51 whichever that might be. But she is the owner of a WNBA team, and I think she has a responsibility, like a lot of these owners. Um, we mentioned earlier on the w, uh, the NBA, uh, the players wanted the owners to step up and open their arenas so that people could go and vote in those arenas. And that was an amazing thing that, that the owner, some of the owners so far have managed to do. Some of the owner, other owners haven't because of politics within cities and stuff like that but the fact that they were able to do that I would love to see Kelly Loeffler go to her players and say yeah I'm not going to do that I mean that's she's calling it a small business she's being disrespectful at every turn she's basically asking to be thrown out of the league the WNBA though are kind of standing still because I just don't think they want to make her out to be seen as the victim rather than the villain that she potentially is. And, and to be perfectly honest, I think she is playing a, a bit of a victim card here. Um, and I think, though it's gone on so long now, that it, it just isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to wash. I think it's just been in the limelight too much. Um, it'll be interesting to see if she does win her seat come November. Uh, but politics 
I'm hearing a lot online that politics shouldn't be in sports, but then you've got an owner of a sports team running in politics. So don't know how quite that one works out. Um, but uh, the WNBA, as I say, has been moving along. We'll move on to brighter topics um, in the WNBA. There was a, a nice story um, just the other night. Courtney Vandersloot of the Chicago Sky, and I hope I pronounced that right. If I haven't, apologies, Courtney. Um, she hit the news on Monday. Um, she recorded 18 assists uh, in a single game. Uh, well done to her. It was a league record, um, which had currently sat 17. Um, so well done to her. What made this m- probably a bit more sweeter for herself is Vandersloot and her wife, uh, Ali Quigley, also both play on the Chicago Sky team. Uh, and that assist, um, she passed off to her wife, Ali, uh, who scored. And yeah, it was kind of a good news story um, for for themselves, something that they're both certainly going to remember. Um, There's a bit of a celebration after it. It happened quite uh, near the end of the game, so you weren't sure if um, they were going to hit that 18th. Um, sorry, the previous record had been 16, so she'd already beaten it with 17. Uh, but 18, I guess, was just the, the cherry uh, on top of the ice cream. So um, that was quite a nice uh, story um, there. Uh, games otherwise, um, just going back to Monday, the, Sky, the Chicago Sky actually did win that game 100-77 to against the Indiana Fever. Um, the Sparks, the LA Sparks, beat, uh, sorry, lost to the Minnesota at Lynx 96-78. Uh, that was a, a big contested game, but it was certainly one that I watched. Uh, it was a good game, and that was one of those games that was it was really phonetic pace uh, going through it. Um, Tuesday, uh, the Connecticut Sun uh, beat New York Liberty by five. Uh, New York Liberty have had a, a terrible season. They're two and fourteen, uh, the worst record in the WNBA. Uh, the Mercury won uh, again, uh, beating. Uh, Las Vegas, uh, so two, well, two playoff teams uh, really going head-to-head there. Uh, the Atlanta Dream, uh, we mentioned them earlier, they uh, beat the Indiana Fever 102-90. to uh, Atlanta Dream have not had a great season either. Uh, they're 4-13, Indiana 5-12, and so kind of the bottom of the, the table um, in that regard. Uh, big game tonight, though, um, Minnesota-Chicago. That That's a big game, uh, both teams, well, both teams have got 11 wins. Um, uh, Minnesota have got five losses, Chicago six. So um, that, that could be quite an awesome game, um, I think. Um, the Sparks are playing Dallas, uh, who are 6-10. and 10. I don't, I think that's pretty much a win for Los Angeles. Uh, another big game is uh, Seattle Storm, who have been storming away with this league. They're 13-3. and three. Uh, they're playing the Washington Mystics, who are four and eleven. Of course, the Washington Mystics are without a number of key players, um, including their MVP Elena Deladon. Um, is that as she's uh, obviously opted out to play this season? Um, that about covers it for the for the WNBA. Um, like I say, it's a, it's been a quite a good season for them. Um, I, I don't know if maybe playing in one setting all the time has has kind of helped that. Um, because games are kind of more compact and you've got game after game after game. Um, so, but it's been a great season. I've, I've really enjoyed it. So um, hopefully uh, they can move on from this and, and the game can get a bit more promotion to it as well because uh, it is a great, great technical game to watch. Great skill sets in there um, and some real players that could, I reckon, um, could really push the men's game uh, if if they were to jump into a men's game, so uh, nah, great great season, uh, and hope long may it continue. Okay, so gonna end the show with baseball. Um, it's been a an interesting week for my team, uh, the Oakland A's. Uh, they sadly have had games postponed um, last weekend uh, due to a positive coronavirus test. Uh, that has not gone away. They've had more positive tests and. Uh, out of an abundance of caution um, and continued testing uh, of the uh, team and the, the support personnel at the entire Seattle Mariners uh, series that they were going to play has been postponed. It does mean that there's going to be a bunch of double headers uh, that Oakland are going to have to play. Uh, we are getting to the, we are 
now in the second half of the season. It is only just a 60-game season. So it is, unfortunately, uh, something that Major League Baseball decided to do uh, was not going to a bubble. have to say, NBA, NHL, WNBA, no positive tests uh, in the whole time that they've been in their bubbles. And so they've not had issues with scheduling. Uh, but this this just kind of shows that if you're not in a bubble, it's going to cause you issues. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL deals with that. Uh, they've only talked about a, a bubble within the, the playoff um, towards the end of the season. So that'll be interesting. But certainly Major League Baseball being hit by coronavirus again. Uh, positive tests and, and games being off. It looks as though the A's may not play until this weekend at the earliest. And obviously that is going to be very much dependent upon uh, any more positive tests. Um, so, but to be honest, it may be uh, a bit of a blessing in disguise. Oakland A's had just lost two games. Uh, they were on a bit of a downward spiral, having a, an issue uh, with their rotation. Uh, so hopefully this means that guys like uh, Frankie Montaz can, can take a bit of a break, take a bit of a breather this week, um, regroup. Uh, and be back at it at the weekend they're still top of uh, the west in the american league so uh, hoping very much uh, that they can get that rest and then get back on it but it's going to be tough because if they are going to be a playoff team and they've just played a whole bunch of double headers just before they go to the playoffs that that could make things quite difficult for them um, in terms of rotation and stuff so that's just something we'll have to wait and see how it works out it's not I think just now to just be guessing at what could possibly happen uh, it was also the trade deadline uh, this week uh, for um, Major League Baseball so there was a, a few few changes I would say probably the Padres did best they managed to get Mike Clevenger um, who's an outstanding talent. Uh, they also managed to, I think it was over a 72-hour period or something, they went out and got Trevor Rosenthal, as an Austin Adams, uh, Dan Altuvi, tu, Altuvila, <laughs> easy for me to say, uh, Taylor Williams, which is much easier for me to say, uh, Jason Castro, Austin Nola, Greg Allen. So they managed to go out and, and what they did um, they managed in the off-season to bring in two veteran free agents. Very good. Manny Machido, Eric Hosmer. Very, very good veterans um, that they managed to pick up in free agency. Then what they've then done is they've went out and got big uh, in trades. And they've maybe gambling. Um, most, I think most trades probably are a gamble in any sport. Um, but they have managed to go out and, and get a lot of talent that you would hope for the top of the, the rotation would mean that you know they can be looking at a, a decent-sized um, playoff run um, and maybe even a World Series. Um, maybe. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Um, although the way this year is going, anything is possible. Um, maybe the rest of the teams all come down with uh, COVID-19 and, and they're the last team standing. Uh, the Marlins uh, signed uh, Starling Mart or Marty. Uh, that was quite a big move by them. Um, he's probably the best positional player uh, to change teams uh, on Monday. Um, the Marlins have overreaching club for the last wee while, I would say. Uh, so he will add certainly uh, for themselves. Um, those were probably the two teams that I think really kind of won out. On Monday, uh, they really did a lot. The Reds, the Reds brought in a couple of players, and they brought in Brian Goodwin, who's pretty decent. Um, it'd be, to be fair, it'd be a good addition for for the Reds and what they need, um, because they're kind of they, just for the position he plays, it's it's just going to work out uh, for them. Pretty good hitter as well. Um, the Phillies, they made a couple of changes. Uh, General Manager Matt Plentak, um basically put what he thinks is the finishing touch uh, on a nice bullpen rebuild. Uh, so be interested to see how that plays out for the second half of the, the season. Uh, the Blue Jays as well, they, they bring in a, a, quite a few players. Um, Jonathan Villar, uh, he's definitely a, a player in Miami that had done really, really well. 
but now now a Blue Jay. So um, he had been doing really well for Miami. So I think Miami maybe losing out. I would say in that trade. Uh, it's just just my opinion. Uh, other than that, I think th- those were the big ones um, to have a look at. Uh, we'll see how all these trades kind of take effect. Uh, it's very much like in the UK when you have um, soccer transfer deadline day. It seemed to work like that as well uh, in Major League Baseball this year. There was a lot of moves on that last day and the last 72 hours even, there was a lot of moves. So, uh, But we'll see how those uh, pan out throughout the, the remainder of the season and into the playoffs. Um, so just having a look at where things stand in the American League, as I said, Oakland still top three games ahead of Houston, eight and a half games ahead of Seattle, uh, who don't look like they're going to even make a wild card spot or even push Houston for that. Uh, in the East, uh, Tampa are, are well ahead of the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees went on a bit of a losing streak. Uh, they won their last game. Uh, so I, I think... They need to kind of get back to, to winning ways. Tampa Bay being pretty awesome. Uh, they went on a win streak and just lost their uh, last game. So I'll have to see how they pan out. Uh, the Chicago White Sox are, are top of the Central. Uh, they're, they're doing pretty well. 22-14. Cleveland Reds 22-14 as well. So uh, I think the Central Division could be really, really tight. Um, especially when you've got Minnesota Twins who are 21-16. and 16. Uh, So... Uh, it's get that that's got a real kind of fight to it. Those games are going to be interesting to watch. Whoever they are playing, uh, out in the National League East, um, Atlanta are twenty one and fourteen. Uh, now the Miami team, who were top of that division for for a while, um, have now dropped to sixteen and fifteen. Uh, they have won their last two games, so they're back on a win streak, but uh, they did have a losing record at one time. Uh, Philadelphia is still struggling, as are the Mets, uh, as are Washington. Washington were a World Series team a couple of years back, struggling this year. Uh, a lot of pitchers out. Um, in the Central Division then, Chicago Cubs, outstanding job, 21-14. and 14. Uh, They're three games ahead of St. Louis. That's, that's quite significant because Milwaukee's in there as well. Uh, and Milwaukee are um, were one of the teams certainly last year that did particularly well, uh, but they're five games behind the Cubs. Uh, out west in the National League, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are doing it, um, and they're doing it big time. Uh, they've won their last three games in a row, uh, twenty-seven and ten. They have the best record in Major League Baseball. Uh, San Diego. Trying to give them a push, they're twenty two and fifteen. Um, that's better than some other divisions, uh, and that they're the second place team. Uh, San Francisco, thankfully for me, are not doing so well. Uh, Eighteen and nineteen, they're nine games behind the Dodgers, so they're they're really struggling. Um, and then Arizona bring up the the bottom of that um, division. Uh, so it's really really um, big. Um, playoff push now uh, for some of those teams at the top and although I mentioned the Giants not doing so well um, one of the the Giants players did particularly well Um, Dickerson became the 15th 15th player sorry in MLB history to hit five extra base hits in a game and becomes just second to do so while also drawing a walk in the same game Uh, it's Pretty pretty good record to have. Um, did it when all the players were wearing number 42. Uh, they did have Jackie Robinson Day uh, last week. Jackie Robinson Day normally would be April 15th, um, but with COVID and everything else, uh, they decided to move that. Although I have to say, Major League Baseball didn't really advertise it too well. Uh, you didn't really know what was happening until you've seen the players walk out with number 42. Um, and another thing that Major League Baseball did particularly well uh, over the last uh, week uh, was the the boycott of games. Milwaukee led the way, Milwaukee Brewers. Um, obviously, it does have a, an issue with, um, uh, in terms of scheduling uh, and COVID as well. Um, but sometimes, and, and I've seen this said a lot, uh, sometimes there's things that are more important in life than sports, um, and I think um, justice, uh, racial justice, is, is one of those. Um, uh, Black Lives Matters is, is one of those, um, and someone being shot in the back seven times is one of those. Um, but that's uh, that's we probably touched enough on that last week. Um, so that is baseball uh, for this week. 
Um, and uh, we'll see how things pan out as we head towards the playoffs, which really aren't going to be that long away. Thank you so much for joining me for another show of Across the Pond. Um, covered a lot of sports there. Uh, we're pushing on for next week. Show's probably going to be a little bit later next week. Uh, we're going to do a bit of an NFL preview as the season kicks off on Thursday. Um, probably after that, we'll do an, a WNBA playoff show as well. I've got a guest coming on for that. Uh, but as always, please, uh, once you've listened to the podcast, rate it. Um, give us a give us some feedback. Um, it'd be great to to see that feedback so we can improve the the podcast as we go. Um, and also, you can get to us on social media uh, an email um, at uh, sorry atp at cjd.me.uk. Uh, search for us on Facebook across the pond sports pod, uh, Instagram across the pond sports, and Twitter at atp sports pod as well. Hope everyone has a, a great week, great weekend of sports. Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.